Welcome, everybody. This is, uh, we're kicking off the new year, I guess. Uh, Happy New Year! Let me, let me fucking start over. God damn it. <laughs> Welcome to Moe's. <laughs> Welcome to Moe's. <laughs> <laughs> we need to have it, have it, have it out. Start we're like the Daytona 500. Okay. Welcome to Cinema 7. This is... Whoa, whoa. Whoa, what? Whoa. Oh, you want to That's right. Dude, I, didn't count, I, didn't, I didn't count that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I got to add this in. I'm keeping all this because I'm recording the Skype call. Um, <laughs> okay, here we go. Third time. Third time. Third time. Three, two, one. Happy Welcome New Year! To <laughs> Welcome to Cinema 7! It's a new year, 2018! And we're kicking it off with uh, our first episode of the year, our final countdown of 2017. So this will include our favorite games of the year, we're going to talk about our favorite TV shows, we're going to talk about uh, our top 10 movies, and some honorable mentions that could have went to our top 10 but didn't make the cut. Uh, we'll talk about some of our favorite movie moments from the year. We're gonna break it all down. That's why it's the final countdown. It's the final countdown. Um, so I, I we're just gonna kick it off. With me today is uh, Chris Hawk. I am here. And John Kanoki. Hello. Happy New Year. It's the three of us uh, today. No guests. No anything. Uh, we wanted to have Josh on as in tradition because he was on Final Countdown for 2016. Uh, but he went to Disney World instead of coming home to visit his grandma. It's okay. We understand, Josh. Got to bust your balls there. But uh, so, 2017, guys. It's, uh, it's a good year for all kinds of things, you know. Um, was, right. was, was it a good year? Was, was it a good it? year? <laughs> it was an all right year, I guess. It was all right. A lot of games came out this year, though. Which, a, lot of, a lot of things came out. I mean, you ain't wrong. But uh, we're going to kick it off with our first countdown, or our first list, and that's games. Game of the year. Uh, John, you played a lot of games this year, I'm, I'm guessing. Maybe. No, I didn't play any games. <laughs> okay, Chris Hawk, did you play any games this year? I did. I did play a lot of games. I played more than John Kenoki. <laughs> John. Even with, even with his daughter, it's just insane. I don't know how he yeah. does it. I, I, you know, I let her play. That's how I get, you know, that's how it happens. She's just an automatic whiz, and she doesn't even know what she's doing yet. I mean, when, you, when we were playing PUBG last night, you think I was playing? No. <laughs> uh, that explains why we got so far. Exactly. Are we, uh, are we, are we doing top, top what games? I, uh, as I didn't many games as you played, because uh, we're gonna some list... of us didn't play as many games as others. We're going like to list I... uh, three games that, uh, we're our favorites out of the year, and then we're 
or up to three, and then we're gonna we're gonna mention our favorite one. Okay. Okay. So, uh, John, you want to kick us off? What are three games you played this year that you really loved, and what what out of that one would be your favorite? Okay. Uh, my three games. Uh, obviously, you have to include Zelda: Breath of the Wild up there. Um, Near Automata is uh, on my list as well. And uh, the life is strange before the storm, surprisingly, because really, I didn't, I didn't think I'd like it at all. But it's it rivals the original game, even with the new voice actress and all that. Chloe, it, it, you don't even notice it after you've noticed it's changed. It doesn't even matter afterwards. Amazing! Wow. Uh, but obviously, I, I think Zelda is the best game that I've played this year. But uh, Nier Automata is really, really close. It's a it's a beautiful game. Yeah, I saw a bunch of uh, like. Those gaming sites like GameSpot or Game Rant and stuff like that, like they list they listed uh that game as like number two behind Breath of the Wilds. It, it's a really beautiful game, and there's a lot to it. And it's just it kind of came out of nowhere in terms of how good it was. So I think that's contributes a lot to it. Everybody expected Zelda to be good, but mm-hmm. I don't I don't know about Nier. Uh, Hawk, what what are three games that you've played this year or up to three? I'll say again that you've played this year, and what one would you pick as your favorite? So I didn't. I didn't really play a lot of games this year. Uh, I didn't have a chance to because you know, with the birth of my daughter, I don't have a lot of. I didn't have as much time as I usually did. But the games I did play, I immensely enjoyed, and that would be number three would be Ghost Recon Wildlands. I played a lot with Mario and George, and I haven't played with Joey yet, but it's it's a great open world game, really fun, and you kill terrorists, drug runners. I mean, there's nothing better than that. And then for the second game would have to be Player Unknown Battleground, which uh, hit me by storm because I've heard a lot of bad things about it. But it's it's easily one of the most enjoyable team games I've played in a long time. It's I think the turnover rate of games makes it so enjoyable because if you die, you can go straight into another game. And I think that gets rid of the rage factor. And of course, you can't go without a games list without the game of the year. And that's uh, Breath of the Wild. And I found myself loving this game through and through. And I think that's my favorite game of the year also. Uh, it's just so different and so alike at the same time of all the other Zelda games. And I think my favorite aspect of the game was the destructibility of your melee weapons. I think it's so unique and it makes a new challenge to the game. Yeah, it definitely adds to the game. Like in the beginning, it's ridiculous in terms of keeping weapons that are usable. Did you find yourself hoarding weapons and never using them? Yeah. Well, you know, <laughs> myself, for the longest time, I never upgraded my inventory, so <laughs> no. Uh, I, I loved, a, I, I loved everything about Breath of the Wild. I, mean, I, you know, I, I haven't played it for a good while, but I, as you guys know, I, I kind of get lost along the way in those type of games when it's like free world. So I didn't play enough of it for me to put it on my list. I did, I did, uh, I did enjoy it like you guys did, as much as, as of what I played. What's on your list, Mario? I didn't get to finish a lot of games like Mario Odyssey. I didn't play much of, so I didn't want to uh, put it on here. I've I've been wanting to play it, um, like Wolfenstein Two. I didn't get to play that. So the three games that I chose were Mario plus Rabbits Kingdom Battle. I uh, really loved that game. That game is so much fun in my opinion. Uh, Mass Effect Andromeda. Um, 
a lot of people crapped on that game because of the the graphics and uh i would guess i didn't really see any other reason besides the graphics i mean i could see that the campaign is kind of repetitive in the beginning but the uh i don't know i i like the story of the campaign and i didn't get real far in that game either so that's why it's not my my favorite but my favorite would be ghost recon wildlands because i completed the game uh and i've played almost i play it i still play it every now and then i'll get on and do a mission with hawk or with you know with george and aka beer money so beer money and ghost war is pretty fun i love the tactical multiplayer um I, I I hope with the next Ghost Recon they do the same thing with this uh, co-op or this open world campaign. Just make it a little more in depth because I I at times I didn't feel strung to the campaign I guess. But I think that would be my favorite game so, of the so year. So you're saying you're not committed to the war on drugs, Mario? Is that what you're saying? Is that what, you, is that what you're telling me right well, now? I look like Ronald Reagan. Okay. What is this a Kingsman discussion? <laughs> we'll get there. Uh you know, it's it's funny bring up Andromeda because I I enjoyed that game too. It's just not, um, in in terms of like top three for me, but it's it's a good game. I think, I mean, if you get past the graphics, it's just not as good as the other Mass Effects. But I don't know that you should. Obviously, they're in the same series, but I don't think you can expect you know the same quality of game every time, especially with the turnover Bioware has had in the past few years. Like you, you can't expect a masterpiece when employees are leaving left and right and you're having to get new people. But I mean, I agree with you, Mario. That, that game is, it's good. It is long, but it is good. I, I think yeah, I still, and, still haven't beaten it. I think the cutscenes and everything are more cinematic than a lot of the other mass effects. And uh, ghost recon uh, had the predator in it. So I saw that coming. Yeah. <laughs> they, <laughs> they did that on purpose. It's like, they knew they're like, we want to be on that Mario's, uh, Final countdown list there for games, so we'll put the Predator in there. I mean, if they show a trailer for the new Predator movie soon, that could be good um, marketing. Were there any uh, Were there any games you guys wanted to play but didn't get to? Obviously, I think there's like a billion for Chris Hawk, but <laughs> um, shoot, I really want to play. What's that PS4 game? Uh, where it's that you play as that girl and Divinity? Is that what it is? Not Divinity. Uh, John, you just bought it, but you bought two copies of it. Oh, Horizon Zero Dawn. Man, I didn't yeah, Horizon, think about that. I haven't been Horizon beat it, Zero Dawn. That looks... I, I've only heard good things about that game. And I, I would probably buy a PS4 just for that game. Because of how, how beautiful it looks. I, I've heard so many good things about it. From what I've played, it is definitely fun. Uh, I haven't beat it, though, because it's, again, one of just, just massive time sinks. And I've been doing other things. I'll tell you what game holds up after about but eight years is Skyrim. Skyrim still holds up. Has it really been eight years? It's something. It's came out what two thousand eight or something like that. Uh, no, it came out two thousand ten or eleven because I was living in Ohio at the time, and it's been re released a billion times. But yeah, I would agree. It it's still good, especially if you haven't played it in a while. You can just go replay it, and it it adds a whole bunch of content when you can add um mods to it. And I think that's it, that's another fantastic thing. It's like playing on a PC, and you can it, you can make the graphics better. Like I, I went all out and did like the best mod list you could do for the Xbox One, and it, the game looks fantastic. It runs pretty good. Like all the bugs, you know, that usually comes with Bethesda games are fixed. So it was a very clean 
experience that I'm playing right now. And I'm, you know, playing a type of way that I've never played before. It's just, it's, it's incredible how replayable Skyrim is. Yeah, my, my original playthrough was on the PC with mods. And when they added those to Xbox, I think it's the best thing you could have done. I just want to finish Wolfenstein 2 is really <laughs> the only thing. That and, um, there was a PS4 game I wanted to, oh, Destiny 2 I, I wanted to play. I haven't gotten a chance to play that yet. But I, I heard people are kind of, it's kind of losing its players now. Yeah, like, that's accurate. I, I think it's about uh, Bungie's treatment of not caring about players. Cause that's they what I read. Not, not take any concerns to heart and just be like, we'll succeed regardless of what you think. Guys, I'm, I still haven't played Halo 5. That's the EA attitude, and I find that hard to believe. Well, guess what? Right. I got you for Christmas. <laughs> I just haven't had a chance to play Halo 5. Not one level. It's, I don't know. Did that come out? That came out last year, right? Hey, Chris Hawk's behind, okay? The years run together for him. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. 2016, guys. His daughter's going to be 16. He's going to be, he's going to be like, what oh, do you now. want? You want people peanut sandwich? <laughs> <laughs> want me to peel the carrots and peel the apples for the oranges for you? That's Chris Hawk's dad voice. It's my dad voice. <laughs> well, you know, we're not really a, a game podcast, though, all the time. Occasionally we do some game episodes, so I say we move on to TV shows. TV shows. Let's do it. Shine. I don't think we shine on TV shows, personally. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we hardly talk about TV shows. Gotta hype uh, us up somehow. This but, is your recap, so everything goes. You know, you want to list your top foods you ate? That's fine too. We'll do that. <laughs> um, let me see here. I had a Buffalo, good eggplant stack pizza. from this one restaurant down on Hilltop. That was pretty good. I tried <laughs> Why Not Pizza for the first time this year. Fantastic. I had a uh, authentic Philly cheesesteak. Philly? Yeah, that was good. With the, with the whiz? With the cheese whiz? Oh, of course. Oh, my gosh. Peppers and onions, John? You get peppers no, and I, onions? I, I don't do onions. Did you get a John, a John with it? You get a John? A what? <laughs> a what? A John? I don't know. They say, they say it's like J-A-W-N, John. It's like a, it's a term there that means like anything. It's like a slang term. Yeah, no, I, I, I let Daryl do the ordering. He knows what he's doing. <laughs> But I'll I'll start it off. I'll kick it off with TV shows, uh, since uh, I I guess I started games. So let's let's let Hawk go first. Hawk, what's your what's your TV shows? What right, TV so shows I, you watch this year? We did top five. Um, I, I'm just gonna run down my top five. Good. Sounds good. Yeah, go ahead and then tell us uh, your your number one. All right. So from number five was Master of None. I felt it was a step above the first season. Uh, Aziz Ansari. I really think he disappears into this role. I know Mario said he he's just acting like Aziz. But I think I see a different character there. And I do love the food, foodie aspect of the show. And I think that's where the funniest and the best parts are. Uh, for number four, I have Riverdale. I'm a big Archie fan, Jughead fan. And that was no surprise that that was on my list because I love that universe. It's great stuff. Number three is Erased. That's the only anime on my list. Uh, but it's the best one I've seen all year from 2017. Uh, I wasn't aware I, anime qualified for this TV show, right? Yeah, but did I that, when did that come out? 2017. It's the new contenders. Um, animes, man. Yep. Yeah, no. Are you going to add a bunch of anime now, John? I'm going to have to rework my list. Mario, you're going next. 
Um, for number two, I have two because I feel like they were equal in terms and they're very similar. It's American Vandal and Mindhunter because they both kind of deal with the criminal mind and they're both like a procedural uh, crime series. And I think American Vandal is just a little bit better because it was funnier because it's, it's, it's taking a ridiculous topic and making it serious. You know, it's about a yeah. guy who drew, who drew dicks on cars and it's, it's funny. But at the same time, what they're doing to figure out who it is is serious. And it's like a mockumentary. And it's, it's really good. And for my number one, which is the m- biggest surprise for me and the biggest surprise of the year for me was Glow with uh, Allison Brie. I just feel like that was the best, best character-driven show all year. It had, the best highest, it had the highest highs with the wrestling matches and the lowest lows with the drama between the characters. You know, the, they had the abortion. They had the fights between the girls. They had, like, racism. It was, all of it was good. Not being the stand-up to your parents. It's just, it was just a good show all around. And I think it was my favorite of the year. Well, yep. Go ahead, Mario. Yeah, Mario, what do you got? Uh, well, a couple shows that uh, weren't on my that were on my list throughout the year that uh, or up until the final cut today. Uh, Toys that made us. It's a Netflix original. Uh, goes over. There's only four episodes. It's kind of like a mini series, I would say. It just uh, the episodes are kind of long. They're like 50 minutes, but they talk about like uh, the first episode talks about. Star Wars toys, how they came to be and how they became so popular with uh, marketing in a movie. Uh, the second episode, I think, is like He-Man, Masters of the Universe. And then the third episode might be like Barbie. Talks about the history of Barbie and stuff. And then the last episode, uh, they go into like G.I. Joe, uh, stuff like that, how G.I. Joe came to be. I, I really like that, but it didn't make the final list. Uh, Punisher. Defenders and Star Trek Discovery also were on my list at one point, but didn't make the final cut. What? Yeah, so um, the fi- my top five shows of the year are, number five would be The Mist. Uh, that went on Netflix recently. They just canceled it, I believe. It's only got ten episodes? I think it was pretty good, though. I, I enjoyed the, the uh, how they um explored how people would act and and stuff like that in that type of situation and and it starts off really positive in a sense like how they're trying to survive and how people are trying to work together and then it you know it just flips towards the end you know where people are just they give up and they they just looking to blame people and all that kind of stuff number 4 is shut eye it's a hulu original i really like that it's about uh kind of like psychics and gypsies and stuff and how they con people into making money and it's like a whole little mob thing behind the scenes it's it's really interesting i i, I really dug that the guy from burn notice is the lead on that uh number three is american gods i really like the mythology aspect of the show and i like i it just kind of felt like it ended though for me which if it i don't know it, it just I guess they're going to do a season two, but I, I don't know. I, I, I hope they, uh, they pick up where they left off. Uh, number two is glow. Um, Chris Hawk just talked about it. Uh, everybody knows I love wrestling. My whole, my, my dad loves wrestling. Wrestling's a part of me. So I love that whole aspect. And like Chris Hawk said, I love the, the, uh, 
metaphors and elements of uh, dealing with sexism and racism and stuff like that. Uh, number one, my favorite show of the year is The Orville. Um, I thought it was it blended comedy and sci-fi really well together. And even though it does take some elements from other shows like Star Trek or uh, or what was it, Red Dwarf, or I think it is, or what, what's that other one? Farscape. Farscape. Take some elements of that show, too. I, I think that it was um, the comedy element of it made it pretty good and, or, and made it uh, not boring or too serious. So it, it was really enjoyable for me. And and I love sci-fi and stuff like that. So And I've been watching Star Trek Next Generation this whole year recently. And I just, it, it gets a little dry towards, like, you, I, get, I got a little tired of it towards the end because it's so serious. And I don't know. I, the Orville just gave me something. It was fresh, and and I liked the comedy. It, it wasn't you, too much. It was kind of you watched uh, Deep Space Nine at all? Not yet. Because I I see what you're saying with the Next Generation. It gets it does get kind of uh, not boring, but you're like, where's where's something eventful happening a lot? Because it is really political and not boring, but kind of boring. Deep Space Nine is more like the traditional show and it has a lot more elements that, you know, keep you involved because it's always on the same, you know, space station. You know, what's weird is um, I was just going to say uh, I hate to bring up Star Wars. I got to bring up Star Wars every everything. But uh, I feel like this is where people started to turn, you know, and be like, oh, Star Trek, there's this argument is better than Star Wars. You know, what I mean, at this time frame, I think is when it was real big. So everyone was turning to how political Star Trek was and the the deepness of its uh how would I phrase it? Its meanings behind each episode and stuff like that. So I, I feel like George Lucas almost got influenced by that whole rivalry, and maybe that's why he added a political element to Star Wars. But in a sense, he kind of needed that to tell the backstory of the Emperor and the rise of the Empire and stuff like that. So that's just my little take on that. But Orville's my number one. John, uh, you want to go ahead with your... I, yeah, I talked so, too long. Um, Erased was 2016 for Sock. Just going to throw it out there. What? But it's a good anime, regardless. Um, and I was looking through uh, just a brief list of animes that came out in 2017, and I've seen a lot of them, but none of them are like super good for me, so I didn't add anything to my list. But I, I only I have four, because I don't I'll watch just, it. I could just change it to uh, Samurai Jack. Well, there you go. I I, uh, I don't watch a ton of TV shows that are current, so I didn't want to do anything that was like out of nowhere. Um, I I mean, just in terms of like TV shows I watched this year, I uh, watched the entire thing, including the Netflix like original series of Gilmore Girls <laughs> with Jennifer, <laughs> which is it's surprisingly good. I'm not. I mean, I'm not gonna. I'm not ashamed to say that I enjoyed it. So, who is your favorite character? Um, clearly Luke, but uh, so I'm just to echo what you guys have said. Um, Glow's on my list, Orville's on my list. Fantastic shows. Uh, you guys pretty much summed them up. Mario, Orville, blending sci-fi and comedy is exactly what I was gonna say. Uh, Riverdale. Uh, I'm a huge Archie guy. I have a bunch of old Archie comics, and I have a, all of the new run so far, and I I really enjoyed it, and how they took a uh. A twist on it to keep people involved and 
keep the show going, but stayed almost true to the characters in these scenarios. And then uh, the other one I included was just uh, Game of Thrones Season 7, just because a lot of people are mad about the pacing of that show uh, in terms of like the massive time skips. But when you're when you're slated to do a certain amount of seasons and you have a lot of content to cover, I mean, you have seven episodes. How else are you going to do it? That's, I mean, I respect what they do, and I think it's I think it's good myself. But if I had to pick a, a number one, it'd probably be The Orville, just because of how easy it is to watch that show. I I haven't not liked an episode yet. I mean, I don't think you have either, Mario. Yeah, I I think every episode was good. I, maybe the weakest one was the. Uh, I think I told you guys what I thought the weakest one was. I don't remember. I I, I just. Even though it was the weakest episode, I still enjoyed it. Like it was, yeah, it was still good. Yeah. So uh, now, Chris Rock, before you say anything, I hate to interrupt you, but I think we should tell everybody about our partnership with Audible.com. And uh, the perfect guy to do that is our main man, John Kanoki. Hey out there, it's John Kanoki. Just wanted to remind everybody that today's podcast is brought to you by Audible.com. You can get a free audiobook and a 30-day free trial at www.audible.com audibletrial.com backslash c7pod there's over 180,000 titles to choose from uh, some recommendations I would just throw out there is uh, The Name of the Wind by Patrick Rothfuss uh, The Wheel of Time series by Robert Jordan or the Sword of Truth series by Terry Goodkind uh, you can go ahead and download it to your iPhone, Android, anything mobile uh, again that's www audibletrial.com backslash c7pod uh, get your free trial and free audiobook today thank you all right we're back with favorite movie moments so a lot of good movies came out this year and there are a lot of great movie moments but that doesn't necessarily make the movies on your top 10 so some of these movie moments might not even be on the top 10 some of them might be we're going to kick it over to john what were your favorite movie moments of 2017? All right. I, th- I think we should roundtable this. I think we should go around, you know, one John, at a time. A, yeah, great let's idea, do that. John. Great idea. I'll start off. Uh, my, my moments aren't really about, like, in a movie. It's more about, like, the theater experience. And it's funny, you, you kick it over to me because I was the least prepared for this. But uh, <laughs> I'm going to go with uh, Mario texting me about Resident Evil Final Chapter in 3D. <laughs> and I was like, "Yeah, okay, let's do that." <laughs> Just that whole experience <laughs> was was the movie good or wait, uh, no? <laughs> so you didn't see the movie, and Mario texted you about it, or you guys both saw the movie, and he he texted me about going to see it, and I was like, "I guess I can do that." <laughs> and then we get there, and it was like it's in three D. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even know it was in three D. <laughs> I just of all movies to see in 3D, you know, I'm gonna go see Resident <laughs> Evil Final Chapter. It was an IMAX too, so it was real loud at certain parts. Yeah. Oh my god! And it it, it was so shaky cam in the in at certain parts. It was so bad. Just that whole experience is a, a you know a movie moment for me. Uh, I'll name one. Uh, uh, I'm gonna say Yoda coming to teach Luke one final or another lesson. I think that one is probably one of my favorite scenes of the whole year. I definitely agree. I mean, I did not expect that. After after just watching Empire, it just the whole cyclical, cyclical or cyclical cyclical movement of poetry of Star Wars. You know how it always comes back around, and Luke 
learning again from Yoda. It's those are great moments in the Star Wars, and that scene from Last Jedi is gonna be a classic. It's just a good scene, and it actually has some of the most memorable lines in the movie from Yoda. Hawk, what's one for you? So for I have two, and they're from the same character, but in two different movies, and that's Wonder Woman, um, and the Justice League movie. Uh, Wonder Woman does this scene where she blocks bullets defending a crowd from an automatic weapon, and uh, that was one of the best filmed action set piece scenes I have ever seen. It got me hyped for the rest of the movie. Um, if only the movie could have been just as good, but that scene was phenomenal. Her blocking the bullets, it was just a, it was just a really cool scene. I, I don't I couldn't see any of the Marvel characters doing it except for like Black Panther. Uh, and the other scene is from the Wonder Woman movie, when No Man's Land. It's just a really solid scene for Wonder Woman, you know, fully establishing her in the man's world and showing her what, showing everyone what she can do. I just, both those scenes resonated with, it, with me. Like, when I think about those movies, those are the first scenes I think yeah. about and how Wonder Woman's easily the best part of the DCEU right now, so. I have a Wonder Woman moment as well. I'll just name it off. Uh, when the villains uh, laugh, after killing all those other German officials, I thought that was a great, like old school, uh, comic booky moment. That was one oh, of my yeah, favorite definitely. moments. Yeah, that was definitely like a a comic book moment. And the the thing with those the bracers and uh, blocking the bullets is doesn't she doesn't she do that a few times in Justice League? I'm just scared they're gonna overuse it. I yeah, I think she does it a couple times, and I'm just scared that that's gonna become like. That thing she keeps doing, which if it's more of like a big like spectacle and used occasionally, it's great. But I'm just scared they're going to overuse that. She's got a shield also. They use that nah, one. She doesn't need that. <laughs> I, I have a. Isn't have she in the one. comics? Isn't she bullet impervious, though? I, it depends on the iteration, I guess. But yeah, usually. I have another one. It's uh, from. Uh, a dog's purpose. I don't know if you guys ever saw that movie. No, uh, but I uh, saw a little bit. Actually, I did see that movie. There's uh, this one point where um, it's this it's this one guy. They're at like a college, and the the woman has the dog, and she's like she stays at home. You know, she doesn't go out, and she's like on a college campus and runs into this guy who has like the baggiest clothes. And like the most ridiculous wig I've ever seen on, and I could not stop laughing in a th- like a full theater. I could not stop, <laughs> and people were like looking at me, and everybody else with were like, "What are you, what are you laughing at?" And I could just not stop laughing at that guy every time he was on screen. I actually have uh, three more moments written down, but I'll name do it. I'll name another one. Uh, I would say that jump, the infamous jump, and what happened in Monday. When she lands in the empty dumpster, because I thought that was so different from the movie norm. Like usually, it's they're gonna land in a dumpster full of stuff, and she jumps, and there's like no garbage in there, and just smacks. You know, I thought thought that was uh, uh, ironic. honestly, what's more dangerous: jumping in an empty garbage uh, vestibule or jumping in one that's crowded with things you do not even know what's in? I mean, it's they're both got to be terrible. Talk, you got another one? Uh, the Blade, Blade Runner 2049, me and Mario talked about it uh, at length, how we still don't know what to do with this movie. 
but one of the best scenes in the entire movie was the hologram threesome between um, Kay, uh, his hologram, Joy, and the random girl that the hologram picked off the street. But um, the hologram scene was probably one of the best scenes in the entire movie for me. I was in awe of that entire scene, how well it was done, how tender it was, how sensitive. It just, the sentimentality that a hologram would do this for her uh, owner. And it was just a very touching scene in the movie. Very human. John, go I ahead. I personally don't have any more, so. Oh, really? I guess the name of the last two, then. Um, another good moment for me was the beginning of Blade, uh, Blade of the Immortal. Like, the first ten minutes is in black and white, and I just thought it was uh, pretty cool looking. And it was pretty awesome. He fights, like, 90 guys. It's amazing. Um, and the other one is uh, when X-23 and Logan starts to kick ass. Uh, she cuts off that dude's head, throws it at the car or whatever, and then just starts killing everybody. It was amazing. I, that was one of the best scenes of all, the whole year for me. It was hype. Uh my, one of my favorite scenes was the Baby Driver song intro after the first chase when he's walking to the coffee shop and they have the background music playing and the words graffiti behind it are singing the song. I, mean, I think that's one of my favorite scenes, movie moments of the year. And my, my favorite movie moment of the year is the throne room in The Last Jedi. I think it goes without saying that it's the best, the best, just the best. <laughs> and I know you guys were talking about it when I was gone, but it. It was the best moment of the year for me. I actually screamed out loud in the movie theater. That's how hype I was. We'll have to get John's opinion on Snoke when he mentioned, whenever he mentions uh, Last Jedi here, or when it comes up. Uh, but let's move on. Might to... be a whole other podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're right. It sounds it's... amazing. I'll be, I'll be super hyped for that. I it's think like... we're. Uh... I think I think we named off all of our uh, movie moments, yeah. right? Those are, those are pretty good. I think Mario. I think it's your turn. For some, uh, could be a some very uh, controversial, very, uh, controversial letdowns this year. So, next on our list, um, we we mention movies that let us down. It's usually our our five biggest letdowns. Uh, these are movies that we're not going to say are the worst movies. They're just movies that uh, personally basically let us down. We don't want to say that they're the worst movies of the year. Um, John brought this up, added it to our thing last year, or our first one. It was because uh, we don't want to. I mean, we don't really want to offend anybody if you like this movie. And uh, it's not that we didn't like this movie. It's just in some aspect it let us down. So, uh, Chris Hawk, name, uh, go down the list. What's your five letdowns? Uh, I have four. Oh, okay. Uh, number four is Ghost in the Shell. Uh, it really wasn't what I was looking for. It's nowhere near a bad movie, as people say it was. Uh, I was just looking for something different. I didn't think they would Hollywood it as much as they did. I mean, I still enjoyed Scarlett Johansson's portrayal of Major, even with all the um, uh, race stuff going on around it. I, I still thought she was she was good. Scarlett Johansson is really good. Um, the next movie was Free Fire. Uh, I was really hyped, looking forward to this movie. I think I told Mario how much I was looking forward to this movie a lot, and I watched the movie, and I really, I really couldn't find a more boring movie this year than Free Fire. Uh, number two would have to be Alien Covenant. It really wasn't what I was looking for either. Uh, 
I don't think Ridley Scott has it anymore with Alien. I mean, he has it in other movies, uh, what he's doing with the Alien franchise and how it's, I just don't like what he's doing. And it, I thought it was less horror and more just going away, distancing, distancing himself from the Alien franchise and what was good about it. That's what I think. Uh, and my number one letdown of the year is John Wick 2. I whoa, I didn't I didn't think John Wick 2 was that good, honestly. I really did come in with super high expectations because I loved the first John Wick. And this one, I felt it was just more of the same of the first one. And the only thing it, it added on to was world building. And that it just wasn't enough for me. So I, John Wick 2, I felt he was just flopping around on the ground for the three quarters <laughs> of the movie and shooting people in the face. Uh, I'll go next. Uh, my five biggest letdowns for me personally. Uh, number five is going to be the Last Jedi. Um, it just it, we've talked about it on our episode. There's certain elements that I thought should they should have uh, not tied up but built upon, and I, I just plot wise and certain things. If you go back and listen to the episode on our first take, I. Just, I don't know. It just it 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 let me down. I was disappointed. So that's number five. Uh, number four is uh, Blade of the Immortal. Even though the movie moment is like the first ten minutes, like I said, in black and white, uh, it it starts off pretty well, but the movie is super long, and the two times I tried to finish the movie, I fell asleep. So that's why it's a letdown for me because it bored me. Uh, number three is Kong Skull Island. I wanted a little more uh, from Kong. I, I thought it would be a little more serious. It felt a little cartoony to me. Uh, but it's not a bad movie. I didn't think it was a bad movie. And I love the end of the credits when they show this scene about teasing what's next for Godzilla. Cinematic universe. Uh, number two is It Comes at Night. That's a letdown for me because I thought it was going to be like zombies or something. and it was just a very uh, psychological, it was a psychological thriller is what it was. And I, I, with the marketing of the trailer and stuff, I just thought it was going to be more than that. And even at times, it, it seems like in the movie, it teases you that it's going to be more than just a psychological thriller. Um, well, it's weird because I admire it for that too, for it being uh, what it is. But it, it, it kind of let me down because I was a little, I, I, I expected more. And my number one letdown of the year is Alien Covenant. As Chris Hawk alluded to, it, it, Ridley Scott just, he wants to do something different, I guess. He wants to bring something to the table. And it's not the creature fest like it, it became. He, he wants to make it about uh, plot and story and stuff like that. And that's good. It's fine. You know, and if you liked Alien Covenant, I'm not going to, you know, crap on your opinion or anything. I just personally, as an Alien fan, I don't, I don't think he he did what a lot of fans wanted to see. And I don't, I don't think he cared if that makes sense. I, I don't know. Just the whole thing with the androids and kind of erasing the alien queen in a sense, just makes me mad. I don't know, but those are my letdowns. So, uh, John, what, what's, uh, tell us your letdowns. Do you have five or, or do you have four? I do have five. Okay. I, I came Ooh. up with them. Ooh. Uh, so number five is uh ghost in the shell as well. Um, Again, I, I agree with Chris Hawk wholeheartedly here that it's not a bad movie. It's just 
they could have done so much more and then they didn't. They just turned it into a Hollywood uh, nightmare because that's not what people wanted. Number four for me is uh, The Last Jedi. Um, I think that's one lower than Mario. <laughs> it's not a bad movie. It's just, you know, not what I wanted it to be. Uh, number three is Justice League. Ooh. Um, Woo! Because of their treatment of it. It's, you know, you release Batman versus Superman. It's too long. So you cut Justice League to way too short. It's almost pandering to people and doing it in the wrong way, not making a better quality movie, just making it more watchable to people so they'll go see it in theaters and make you money. I just, I don't approve of that. On number two is Murder on the Orient Express. <laughs> I, uh, I wanted uh, a clue. That's what I wanted. I didn't get that. So I just uh, I didn't enjoy it. <laughs> and number one uh, is Mario's number two. It comes at night. And I would, I would say that was a good movie if it had not deceptively marketed itself to everybody. If you had, if you had built it up as a psychological thriller and not deliberately cut things in the trailer to make it look like a horror movie, would have been great. But they clearly marketed that to get people in the theaters and then just destroyed their expectations, which I, I cannot approve of. But I mean, I honestly think that film studio does that with 90% of their movies anyway. So I just can't get behind that. I just want to mention right before we, Chris Hawk brings, uh, you know, brings us to honorable mentions. Uh, I feel like a lot of movies did that this year with their trailers. Like not, it's not as bad as it comes at night, but there were moments in trailers where they deceived you. It is. It's, I mean, it's obviously a marketing technique to get you into the theater to see what happens or build suspense. And I mean, at the same time, some trailers will show way too much. You get the whole plot and this way you don't, but if you're building it up and, and really in like the psychological slash horror genre, it's really hard to distinguish them. So if you build it up as something it's not, like it's you're just asking for people to hate your movie, even though you made money off of it. But I definitely agree. There was a lot of it. True. I think this might be one of my favorite uh, parts of our top 10 countdown, and that's the movie that didn't make the cut. It's the, the reserves. It's the movies that didn't make the top ten. They're on the bench they, waiting to come in. They in the bench. They um these are movies that are, are probably just as good as some that are in the top ten. It's just that there are other movies that are just a little bit better. And uh I think we should round robin this one again also. Because that one that was a good idea with the last one. So I'm gonna start okay. off with my number we got top we got five each. I got, got three. Five. You got three? So if you want to name uh I could get rid of two. That's easy. Okay. So for my number three, I have two, and that's Batman and Bill and Colossal. Uh, I think Batman and Bill was one of the best documentaries I saw this year about the original, the OG creator of Batman. And Batman's one of my favorite DC uh, characters, so this was very interesting. I already knew that Bob Kane wasn't the original creator, but this it just delved more into it and in trying to get the original creators um, so he could be recognized and i thought it was very very touching for someone to have this mission and it, it's not he didn't have a vendetta for himself 
or anything. It was just he, this guy deserved recognition, and he deserved his you know he deserved his his pay. You know, I it's mean, it's not it's, his pay, but he deserved he deserved recognition for creating yeah. one of the most iconic comic characters of all time. See, Bob Kane had the idea, and then um, he had the idea for the Batman, and his his sketch was real weird. And then Bill Finger came in, made it like the Batman we know, and. You know, Bill Finger also came up with all the like iconic villains and certain aspects of Batman that we liked. Uh, but uh, but Bob Kane, there's there's a movie that's going to come up later that this story kind of resembles. And then Colossal, which I thought was a fantastic movie that dealt with some very heart, uh, very deep themes of you know alcoholism, friendship, um, expectations, and it was it was a very good movie for me at the time when I needed it. Uh, it it was a lot it was a lot more entertaining than I thought it was to be. Jason Sudeikis, I believe, could be a fantastic villain in a movie if they give him the chance because he was downright menacing in this movie. He was he was scary uh, to Anne Hathaway's character, and that is that is a spoiler. That, yeah, that's definitely a spoiler, but <laughs> it do, it does not matter because I think Jason Sudeikis played one of the best evil characters this year. Yeah, and he wasn't he didn't even particularly do anything. Well, yeah, he, he did kind of do something bad, but. As a person, downright another spoiler. Another, <laughs> another spoiler. But as a character, I fully believe that Jason Sudeikis was this character. I I thought he was jealous, and he played jealous. all that. He, yeah, he like he had ownership of Anne Hathaway's character because he helped her, because he was nice to her. It was just, it was a very scary portrayal of you know those nice guys out there that think they're owned that think they're owed something. So that movie really did resonate with. Mario, what was your uh, number three for me? Uh, I just want to say real quick that uh, Colossal was off and on on my honorable mentions in top ten like uh, several times. I didn't know where to put it. It's, uh, it's that movie. Man. I it's wanted to include movie. it, but I, I just at the end of the day, you know, final cut didn't make it. Uh, <laughs> honorable mentions number three for me is uh, the Mummy. Really? Oh yeah, I I love I like that movie, man. I I wanted to put it on my list, but it's not as good as all the movies on my list. So I have to put it as an honorable mention because I really enjoyed it. And I wish they would continue with the Dark Universe. They better. Man, it'd be great if they, they did. They won't. They won't. But I think Tom Cruise, did he survive at the end? Or is he the, mu- the new mummy? Because that'd be great if he's, he's the new mummy. He kinda... He's the new mummy. Thank you, Mario. He's the new <laughs> mummy. <laughs> Spoilers. Spoilers. Brandon Fraser comes back in the end, right? Yeah, boom. Right there. There's your cinematic universe. Mummy universe. So... So my number three was also The Mummy, but I'll change it. I'll just exclude it from my list, and uh, Whoa. I'll go ahead and throw in uh, A Dog's Purpose there. There you go. I think it was a very touching movie, um, surrounded by a lot of fake controversy that was uh, fueled by somebody out there. And, uh, you know, it was what it was. It's not going to be a great movie, but it is very touching and has a good story to it, which that's all you need to be a good movie. You don't, you don't really need good acting or anything else if you don't expect that but if we're talking like oscar level you know budgets and stuff i expect that but i wasn't expecting that in this movie and that's why i enjoyed it yeah it was definitely a really good feel good movie it was one of those movies you can just sit back and just not even don't even have to worry about anything just this is a good story uh number two for me would have to be blade runner 2049 I think I fully realized that I actually did enjoy this movie this year. Um, the good outweigh the bad of this movie. Uh, 
Ryan Gosling, definitely a positive. Every female character in this movie, definitely a positive. Um, Harrison Ford should just stop acting. That's <laughs> my personal opinion. I just think he's done. I, I only saw Harrison Ford. And, and I think he kind of hurt Blade Runner 2049. My M-I-I-M-O. Uh, but Blade Runner 2049, probably the most beautifully shot movie of this year. For my number two. I have to watch it again. Still in limbo for me. Uh, my number two honorable mention is The Foreigner. Uh, the reason I put it here is because it just felt like a complete movie to me, and I feel like it should be recognized, and I feel like I should say it's an honorable mention. So, and plus, Jackie Chan is awesome. Yeah. Mario, you're killing me. Do we have the same list? <laughs> All right. Well, I can't. Uh, I can't throw mine out there, so I'll just uh, come up with something different. Whoa. I'll. Uh, I'll take a page from my girlfriend's honorable mentions because I had her write up her top three, and she had some honorable mentions on there. And uh, Ferdinand, you know, with John Cena as the bull. Oh. Now let, let me just let me just start by saying that uh, John Cena voicing an animated character. I thought that I would only hear John Cena. <laughs> But you don't. He, he, he does. He's good at voice acting. I, I mean, regular acting. I don't know about that because you're always going to see John Cena. But if he's not there, you can get lost in his character. And it was a, it was a good, uh, you know, animated movie. So I definitely think it was worth watching. Uh, I obviously didn't get all the hype around uh, everything else it released with, but it's still good. I think it was worth the watch. So my number one honorable mentions would be almost all. Uh, superhero movies this year. Uh, Logan, Justice League, Thor Ragnarok, uh, Wonder Woman, Guardians of the Galaxy 2. I think they were all good. But I was not surprised by any of them. They all, they all gave me what I wanted, except one of them, but that's on my list. But I just, I feel like they were all good. And I'm very easy to please when it comes to comic book movies. And I feel like I only wanted to pick one superhero movie for my top ten. And I, and these all didn't make the list, but they were just as good. My number one honorable mention leading into my list is uh, Star Wars: The Last Jedi. <laughs> um, I believe, I believe is that not only did it let me down, but on my second take, um, it kind of redeemed itself a little bit. I liked it a little bit better uh, when I saw it the second time. We're gonna do a second take episode, so we're gonna talk about our. Uh, We'll all probably see it again eventually, so we'll do another uh, episode on it. But it, it just, I don't know, it, um, I, I got more of the metaphors, I picked up more on the subtle, dial- very subtle dialogue that leads into other things, that leads up to foreshadows other things. Uh, there's also, I also was, uh, I think I enjoyed it more because I knew what to expect. And I was able, as a fan, to part ways with Luke and it was emotional for me as well as the Yoda scene was emotional for me the second time uh it I, you know obviously we can go on and on talking about it I, I still wish I understand why they they kept Carrie Fisher in in there and it's probably the right thing to do as a human but as a storytelling <laughs> I I just think they should have changed it but it it deserves to be an honorable mention for me I wish I could put it on my list, but everything else on my list I just thought was better. My uh, last honorable mention, I uh, actually considered putting The Last Jedi there, but I did not, so <laughs> we, uh, we differ slightly. I think uh, 
I think it has to be Thor, um, just because I enjoyed it thoroughly, and I'm pretty jaded towards Marvel movies in general now. So, uh, it was uh, obviously the same exact Marvel plot, but it was I enjoyed it for some reason. So, I mean, I may not understand why it's there, but it's there. But uh, we can we can move into top ten unless you guys have any other honorable mentions you wanted to uh, throw out there just uh, in general. Yeah, um, I think a movie that deserves some recognition is Bright, the Netflix Netflix original movie. Nowhere near as bad as the critics say, which is the usual for the norm that me and John have noticed when we saw Emoji movies. Oh, obviously, but yeah. The, uh, Bright, Bright. I thought it was I thought it was really good. Uh, I thought Will Smith played a character that was unlikable at first and then actually redeemed himself. Which is, you know, not the usual for Will Smith. Uh, I would, I would say Bright too. I'd say, uh, if they turn it into a show and expand on the world a little more, I think it, it, it could be, uh, like a, they can make a franchise or universe out of it. I'd say that was on my list at one point. My honorable mentions, uh, Colossal, like I said, was an honorable mention, but I, I didn't make my final honorable mention. Uh, what else did I struggle with? Uh, I think Spider-Man Homecoming was on my uh, honorable mentions, too, at one point. Justice League was an honorable mention because, you know, I, I didn't think it was that bad. And, I mean, I can't say I was disappointed because I don't want to say it was a letdown, I think. But that's all I would say uh, I would give a men- honorable mention to. Do you, uh, you guys have any movies that you really wanted to see but couldn't? Uh, I wrote down a bunch. Uh, I wanted to see The Greatest Showman. I didn't get a chance to see that. Uh, Flatliners. I didn't get a chance to see that. Uh, Wind River, because Chris Hawk was, Chris Hawk was like, "Oh, you got to see Wind River," and <laughs> I didn't get to see that. Uh, Detroit. I really wanted to watch. That. I was I was watching a version. A stream, I'll go ahead and say it, of uh, Detroit, and it cut off on me, so. Oh my gosh. Yeah, yeah, so I didn't get to finish it, but I, it's something I wanted to see completely, and All Eyes on Me, the Tupac story I wanted to see, too. I really, really, really wanted to see Dunkirk in theaters in IMAX. I never got the chance. It just didn't line up for me this year, and I'm a big Christopher Nolan fan. I love his movies. I love all the things he does with time, and how it's a it's really like part of, it's like a character of his story and um I re- I really missed the chance to see Dunkirk in theaters and that's how everyone says it's supposed to be seen yeah so that I'm I'm glad kinda... you liked the time thing because I didn't like what he did with the time thing in that movie but well I haven't seen it yet oh, okay I won't I say anything uh, but I knew I do I do that's like a time is the main thing in all his movies so I mean I love that about it but uh, Dunkirk and I think. Dunkirk and the Greatest Showman. Uh, I like musicals. I like Hugh Jackman. I like, love Zac Efron, and uh, I missed the chance to see this movie. Uh, I think I'm, I, I might be able to see it. I might be able to see it. But it, it, Chris, Chris Hawk would leave his wife for Zac Efron. Let's I just prob- put it out there. I prob- prob- he was single. 
I didn't see a lot of movies myself that uh, I wanted to see, um, such as uh, Blade Runner. I know you guys saw it. I never got to see it, but <laughs> then you kept telling me you weren't sure what to do with it, so I was like, well, I'll just keep putting this off. Evelyn thought it was funny, too. Um, we can move into top tens. Main event. This is a main event I'll, uh, time. This is a I'll main start event. It off. <laughs> I'll start it off with my number ten. Oh man! Wait, ready? how we doing? Top ten. Uh, this uh, is our fine. This is our top ten. Like this, how we doing yeah, this? this? Is our top ten. We going to round robin? Oh, okay, round this robin is our top ten. <laughs> and if uh, you you think something is higher or you think something is lower, well, you can't be lower than ten. But if you think something is higher, save it for when you get there, and then go all over that person that put it higher, lower than you did. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I, uh, my number 10 is uh, Jumanji, Welcome to the Jungle. Oh, snap! Oh, snap! John, when I see it, we'll do an episode. That's fine. You know, I, I thought it was good. I think it stays true to the Jumanji uh, uh, not-so-serious not tone and kind of ridiculousness, and it, it's a new take on it for a new age, which I didn't think I'd like, but at the same time, it makes sense if you really think about it. Is, and Is Jack Black the best part of that movie? Well... I, it depends on whether you like Kevin Hart or not. If you like Kevin Hart's comedy, I think he is the best part, but Jack Black is easily right there with him. The Rock is The Rock, obviously. But it's just, it's so neat to see actors play people playing them in a video game. I think they all do a really good job of that, like acting like characters that aren't actually themselves. And uh, just the audience reaction in that movie was uh, extreme, to say the least, when I saw it. So. I think that added to it, but that's my number 10. Mario, what's your number 10? My number 10 out of top 10 movies of 2017 is Wonder Woman. Um, I, I thought this was the best comic book movie or superhero movie uh, of 2017. And, um, well, I shouldn't say that because there's another one on my list, but it was better than a lot of other Marvel. It was better... Than the Marvel movies I saw, I'll say that, in my opinion. I think that's a fair opinion. It's a good opinion. Chris Hawk, your so, number ten. My number ten is Guillermo del Toro's *The Shape of Water*. I recently just saw this movie, and I thought it was very, very, very good. Uh, the romantic aspect of it, the the sexuality of the movie—it's definitely a really good theme of the movie, and I actually liked it a lot. Um, the monster itself, the makeup involved, it really, it's outstanding. The amount of, um, I mean, Del Toro is really known for that stuff and how he picks the best makeup designers. The acting was probably some of uh, the better acting in this year. Um, the main character doesn't speak 99% of the movie. And Sally Hawkins, I think she, 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 she's going to go places. She was phenomenal. Yeah, she, that's my number ten. She was in Godzilla, and she was in uh, Paddington, and I liked both of those movies. Uh, 2016. I'll be honest, I'm excited for Paddington too. That you bring that up. Have you seen the trailer? <laughs> yeah, I have. I haven't even seen I the first looks, one. I think it looks good. Neither have I, I, but I think it looks. I good. I liked the first one. I I actually really liked it. Or was, was that 2015 Paddington? I don't remember. I don't know, man. Shape of Water. Just I don't know. I just, like, the acting was good. We talked about it a little bit. I just, it didn't feel complete to me for some reason. I have yet to see it, so I'll save my opinion. I, uh, so my number nine is Spider-Man Homecoming. Uh, I think it'll be on, uh, somebody's specifics lists in this, uh, 
this this podcast, but I'll just say that I think it's good. Now, do I think it's the best Spider-Man movie I've ever seen? Maybe, but I still respect uh, the Sam Raimi Spider-Mans, so I'm not going to you know act like they don't exist. That's all I have to say, though. So, I am well, shocked. I am Mario. Your number nine. Right My number nine is uh, the founder. Uh, I was I said I would mention a movie that was similar to the whole Bill Finger and Bob Kane situation, and I felt like this is uh, where the creators of uh, McDonald's kind of got left in the dust because they brought in this guy and you know started a partnership, and uh, he kind of took the business right from under him because he uh, bought the land that the McDonald's the McDonald's were built on when they franchised it. So, and it's kind of, I would feel like Bob Kane kind of screwed over Bill Finger in that aspect, but I thought this movie was really good. Uh, I, I felt like I had to put it on my list because of how good it was. And I didn't feel like anything was, uh, like uh, that were on my honorable mentions would surpass this movie. So, uh, the founder is my number nine. I'll just say one thing. I forgot that even came out in 2017 because everybody considers it 2016 because it premiered there first. But that is a great movie. I really enjoyed it. For uh, my number nine, I picked the indie movie The Big Sick with Kamel Nanjiani. I just think it's one of the better romantic comedies this year, and it's more comedy than it is romantic. Um, it It was just so real how... My expectations going into this movie, you know, I've heard the story uh, a couple times when they talk about it on the Indoor Kids, their podcast. But seeing it come and seeing the emotion on the screen, I think it was just it was really cool seeing one of my favorite comedians do something really well. Um, And I really enjoyed it. It was incredibly funny. Bo Burnham's in the movie and I've always liked Bo Burnham. uh, And he's really he's really killer. Ray Romano. I love, um, everyone loves Raymond, and he is just, you know, he's, it's crazy how we don't see them, how, like, we don't see Ray Romano as an actor, but I think he was one of the better parts of this movie. He brings a seriousness and a, like, a sorrow. He's kind of like a blissful, not a blissful, a bittersweet character in this in this movie, and I just, everyone was strong in The Big Sick. Everyone, even Zoe Kassan, who plays male's wife it's everyone all around strong was uh so can i count the founder yeah yeah okay yeah it it, it premiered in 2017 it's just people consider it 2016 for like award purposes uh, which okay everybody knows that doesn't count you premiere in one theater in 2016 for oscars yeah that's a little ridiculous uh so my number eight is uh the lego batman movie <laughs> Amazing. I really enjoyed it. Uh, me and my brother saw it, and that made the experience all uh, all the more better. But uh, you you take something like the Lego Movie, which is you know broad and creative, and you can use tons of things, and then you focus it like specifically on Lego Batman. You're like, there's no way this can be good, but it's actually really good. So that's that's my number eight. I, I enjoyed it thoroughly. My number eight is it. Ooh, number eight was it. <laughs> my number okay my number eight was silence the martin scorsese movie uh it deals heavily with faith and trying to keep your faith in adversary and it's it's very powerful uh easily yeah i mean with of all the movies i saw this year that had a message this was easily one of the strongest 
uh, it dealt with the evangelical tortures of Christians in Japan during the uh, I forget when, but it was a while. It was a while, and it was very it was very intense, very long. Uh, it's definitely it definitely weighs heavily on you after you watch it. Um, Andrew Garfield, phenomenal in this movie, and uh, Qui Gon Jinn, it's pretty good too. Well, Qui Gon Jinn's in the movie. Yeah, like man. Qui Gon Jinn. Qui Gon Jinn. Okay. Well, moving to number seven. Uh, my number seven is it, and Ooh. I'm gonna leave it at that because Mario did. Mario, what's your number seven? <laughs> my number seven is Get Out. I thought Get Out was uh pretty good. I didn't think it was as good as uh, a lot of people were saying, but I thought it was a pretty good That's movie. It's on a lot of like top threes, top fives. Yeah, I don't know if it's. I mean, personally, I don't think it's that good. I, I think there's it's I haven't seen it's it. uh I don't know. I don't know how how, how how else to explain why I didn't think it was that good. I guess cuz it's I don't think it's that great of uh storytelling in my opinion, but I thought it was a good movie and I I, I thought it was a good twist on the horror and I I liked the comedy aspect with his friend and uh there's a lot of things in there that you know uh are ironic or work in the main character's favor that you that tie into uh history and stuff with African Americans and I, I thought I thought it was uh I just thought it was pretty good and it's my number seven. Talk. My number seven is Spider Man Homecoming. I'm a I'm a bit biased, so this is the only superhero movie that's on my list, but for good reason because I thought it was the best one of the year of out of superhero movies. Um I think they're doing right. They're starting off small, and I'm I'm really excited to see where they go with this character. And I hope eventually that you know they just get better and better every every movie. See, I knew it was there because it was the only one he didn't mention when he said all superhero movies. <laughs> yeah, it was a spoiler alert. Spoiler, you spoiled Spo- us. <laughs> My number six is Wonder Woman. Thought it was a good movie. Thought it was the best DC movie to date. And uh, I'm excited for where the character can go. I do think the villain could have been stronger, but wasn't bad at all. So uh, number six, it will sit, even though it is uh, one of the better movies I saw this year. Mario? Uh, My number six is John Wick 2. I thought John Wick 2 uh, expanded on the first movie pretty well. It uh, kept me entertained throughout the movie, and the action was nonstop. It was exciting. It was intense. And that's why John Wick 2 is number 6 on my top 10 list. <laughs> my number 6 is Baby Driver. Uh, I, this is the only movie I have bought on my Xbox, and I recently watched it again after seeing it in the theater, and it's just as pleasant as it was the first time. Um, I believe, I love it when, Ed, when the directors do passion projects, and you can, you can truly see it in this movie. Edgar Wright, he does, he does right in chase scene. Like, he does a good twist on it with the music, the beats per minute, and it, it's just all around well done. I love the 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 slang or the way that they speak in this movie. There, there's a there's a certain coolness to it, and I I still think Kevin Spacey did really well in this movie. I mean, I'm able to distance the the actor from the real life person, and I feel like he 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 still did good, even with all the allegations against him. I I liked. I mean, I liked his character. Artists. I liked, Artists, um, I mean, I'm, there's artists in history that have been weirdos and, you know, behind the thing. And 
you know, they even say like Buddha and stuff like that was a weirdo, but you know, you can't really tell from stuff way back then. So it's just that you can separate art from the artist, I guess is what you're saying. Right. Yeah. And I, I think he has some of the best lines in the movie. I, I do believe baby driver was is easily might be the most rewatchable movie. I just want to say, I didn't, I don't think I meant Buddhist. I meant Buddha. Did I say Buddhist? I meant Buddha. I, I think we understand what you're saying. Oh, okay, okay. I think you're, I think you're good. So let's move into that uh, coveted top five. I hope you guys are ready. The top five is pretty intense, pretty important, but for this year we're making it the top three. That's really important, but top five is still pretty important. Hey, but four and five? are right behind one, two, and three. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> We're going to switch the order up. We're going to start with Chris Hawk. Chris Hawk, what's your number five? My number five is it. Next. That's it. You're done. Okay. Uh, I'll go next. Number five. <laughs> Why are we doing this about it? What's, Why what's is Chris Hawk eating? <laughs> what? <laughs> what are you talking about? John, what's your number five? I, well, I'm curious why we're not saying anything about it. What Who is it just Who started it speaks it? for itself? Mario started it. He, Mario started it. Mario, why didn't you yeah. say anything? I don't know. I just uh, I didn't know what to say because we talked about it on a whole episode. I, I I don't know. The kids were the kids were charming and they did a really good job and it felt like a like a better '80s movie. Well, thank you, thank you. Maybe they didn't watch our episode. Okay? Yeah, you're probably not. It's a better Stranger uh, Things. My number five is Coco. Uh, it's Ooh. not number one. Uh, you know, I don't live in a pure animated movie universe, okay? <laughs> Damn, John. Damn. But uh, Coco is a beautiful movie. I don't know if you guys got to see it. Um, it has a great message. Um, it's one of those movies where I saw what happened coming. Still, it is, it is fantastic. I think it's the best animated movie I saw all year. So I, it was, it's definitely worth watching. All I'm saying, John, that your number one movie better have a blue lady in it. Uh, that's that's the story of my life. You know the Vegas <laughs> odds for you picking Coco for your number one is very high, John? I'm just going <laughs> to let you know that. Just well, let... if you bet on me, I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, my number five is What Happened the Monday, uh, the Netflix original movie. Uh, I really like that movie, and one of the reasons why is, you know, I talked about earlier with my favorite moment. There, It's... It's unexpectedly uh, intense to me. It, it was uh, a fun movie to watch. I watched it all the way through. You know, I wasn't bored or anything. And I thought it was better than a lot of movies I saw in theaters. And uh, what's your name playing five people? You know, which low. You mean seven? Seven. That's right. And, you know, it, she didn't do a whole lot because she only played certain characteristics and John touched on it when we did the episode on it, like each characteristic of that person was uh, what, you know, you relate to that day of the week and uh, just the whole storyline and the plot. I, I really enjoyed. And that's why what happened to Monday is my number five. I mean, I could go more in depth, but we will be here forever. Chris Hawk, number four. My number four is Tyler Sheridan, Taylor Sheridan's directed debut, uh, Wind River. Wind River ends out his modern Western trilogy when he started. He wrote for he wrote Sicario, he wrote Hell or High Water, and then he directed Wind River. And I think it easily fits into that nice trilogy. It's a nice end piece to his uh, modern Western trilogy. Jeremy Renner is knocked out 
good. He is the best part of this movie. He he owns it. He every scene he's in, he's captivating. Did you see he was voted best budget actor of 2017? I think that's kind of insulting a little bit, but um, he needs a better agent to get. He's got those are rookie numbers. He's got to get them numbers. I I truly believe this is one of the one. Of, it has one of the best action set. One of the best action set pieces, in my opinion. Mario, my number four is Logan Lucky. I thought this was a very charming and lighthearted movie. I liked the whole twist where uh, you know they they got more money than they did and they planted it. it, it I don't want to spoil it for anybody if anybody didn't see it, so I won't go any further. Uh, I kind of did though already in a, in, a, in a way, but I just thought Logan Luggy was charming and it, it was very charis. Everyone had a very charismatic. They they all brought charisma to their roles. I felt like, and it, it made it more enjoyable. Uh, Adam Driver did really well. Uh, Chatham Tanning, I don't really like, <laughs> <laughs> but I thought he was pretty good. Uh, Can't even get his name right. You hate him so much. Yeah, I know. Uh, Daniel Craig, <laughs> I know. I hate myself for liking him in this movie and putting it at number four. But uh, Daniel Craig was really good in this movie. I really, I just really liked how they they planned out this like heist. All these you know, kind of poor guys, and then they, they who you would expect are really dumb, and they, they pulled it off, and were smarter than, than you thought, and they kind of fooled me, you know? I, I thought it was kind of neat, and I, I it, like I said, it was charming, again. So, number four, Logan Lucky. My number four is Logan. Four! I, uh, I think it was very good. I, I think it's the best X-Men movie, but not about the X-Men, really. <laughs> Um, but just uh, Patrick Stewart and Hugh Jackman and uh, the girl that played X twenty three just kill it in that movie, and it's it's all around good. I mean, I think it's unfair to compare it to a comic book because you can't do everything that's in like this giant arc. But I think it was fantastic. And Mario, I'm gonna turn it over to you for uh, the top three and uh, what you want to do before the top three. It's on you, sir. So top three. Um, what we're going to do for the top three is uh, we a lot of the people that has helped us on the podcast this year, uh, friends, uh, fans alike, um, we're going to have we have a recording of of the people that helped us and uh, each of them are going to you know tell us who they are. And a lot of them have been on the podcast for an episode or two, like uh, our good friend Joey and stuff and uh, Justin Genova. Uh, Chris Poole from Fireside Comics, uh, friend Suck on YouTube. A lot of them that has helped us out, they're going to name their top three favorite movies of the year. They, I, I got, we collabed and got a bunch of people to uh, send us those. But So that's going to be here. You're going to hear them. Uh, but before we do that, uh, John is go- uh, has a lot of people on uh, some fans, some uh, who we reached out to, asked if they would, um, name off some of their top three favorite movies, and John's gonna uh, name them off. A lot of them are Reddit users. A lot of them are pod- other podcasts. So, uh, John, if you wanted to take yeah, it I'll away, just, I'll just touch on the people that have uh, uh, podcasts or related review things that they wanted to uh, shout out, and then I'll record myself listing everybody else off, just because it's easier that way, I think. And that way, the, those who do have something they wanted to plug. You know, I get it they out have there. Time. <laughs> um, so uh, the first 
uh, person is a uh, user Flix X Raid. Their podcast is actually called Flix X Raid. Uh, their top three were Baby Driver, Wonder Woman, and It. Uh, Baby Driver appears a lot on these lists. I'm just going to throw it out there. <laughs> and so does It, surprisingly, but we're not going to talk about that because we don't need yeah. to. Yeah. Uh, the, uh, the next person is user Access Graner. Uh, they have a podcast called Houston. We have a podcast. Pretty good. That's actually kind of a that cool is a name. very clever name. It's very Shout cool. Out to you guys. Uh, I looked at their podcast and I, I think it's pretty cool looking so far. I'm gonna give it a listen. Uh, their top three was Get Out, uh, three billboards outside Ebbing, Missouri, and Shape of Water. Uh, the next one is User Follower Fish. Uh, they have a <laughs> podcast talking about singing, and their top three were Get Out, Logan, and Baby Driver. Uh, and then the last person that had something they wanted to just plug was. Uh, user DJ Nico, so DJ Nico, uh, they have a, uh, a website actually called uh, Gorgon Reviews, and they did their own top list. Uh, there's 15 movies on there, and their top three ended up being Brawl and Cell Block 99, Baby Driver, and Colossal at number one. Oh, wow. My girlfriend answered the survey, so without further ado, here we go. Uh, first, my girlfriend, Jennifer, her top three, Greatest Showman. Your name and it. Uh, going to Reddit. Username the obdurate past. Uh, it. Get out. The big sick. Uh, different. Uh, Chris Hawk loved that movie. Uh, next we have user the grease man. Baby driver. Three billboards and Blade Runner. Uh, another movie that was controversially discussed on one of our episodes. Uh, then we have user Little Yachty 2, Baby Driver, Ladybird, Call Me By Your Name. Actually, I hadn't heard of that movie, but I'm interested. User James KM 716 Blade Runner, Get Out, and Three Billboards. Username Nits93, Guardians 2, Blade Runner, and Murder on the Orient Express. Uh, power to ya. Username Trent W24, Ladybird, Wind River, and Mother. Username Adam2081089. It's a lot of numbers. You must be an Android. Wonder, It, and Dunkirk. Uh, username Get to Steppen, like the name. Uh, call me by your name, Columbus and Loveless. Definitely a different name uh, in general. User uh, Moist Ten, Get Out, Coco, just fantastic movie, and Good Time. User Chris Four Hawks, it's not actually Chris Hawks' username, but that is crazy. Uh, Baby Driver, Dunkirk, and Logan. Uh, username Isalu, Blade Runner, Killing of a Sacred Deer, and War for the Planet of the Apes. There you go, Mario. Username Hot Fuzz Fan. Fantastic movie. Uh, three Billboards, Blade Runner, and The Big Sick. Username P.W. Waterson. The Florida Project, Gook and Dina. This is a guy I was out of nowhere. I've never even heard of any of these movies. Uh, username Bad Boy Braves. Sorry about that. I had to read my own writing. Uh, we have Wind River, Baby Driver, and The Big Sick. Um, that's all I had from Reddit. I appreciate you guys uh, taking the time to answer the survey uh, on the post and not downloading me to uh, Oblivion. And thanks. Uh, 
most likely uh, the most movies that appear on here are Blade Runner and Baby Driver. It looks like universally uh, fantastic movies. Uh, that's all I have, though. Those are pretty good lists. Yeah, that, I mean, most of the people that uh, submitted uh, something were pretty good. Hey, this is Joey Hill, King of Salt, uh, frequent guest star here on Cinema 7. I'm just going to give you guys my top three this year uh, for all the movies that came out. Let's see. Um, number one, definitely Get Out. That movie was awesome. I'm a big horror fan. Um, definitely, I feel like it did a lot of different things. Um, number two, we got uh, Guardians uh, Volume 2. I am a big Guardians fan, so there's a lot of bias in there. Um, love the comics and all that. I just thought it was a really great movie. Number three, I'm going to throw Wonder Woman in there. Let it be on somebody's top list this time. Awesome. You guys enjoy. Hey, everybody. I'm Diosta here with Mech Thumbs from Friends Suck, popping it to you. And, uh, Luke, I, I heard that today we are going to be uh, talking about top three favorite movies. <clears throat> uh, yes. Um, <laughs> before you started, I was going to cough with you to oh. get everything out of my throat, but then you just started immediately. So. Yep. So three Hi, movies. everybody. <laughs> All right. Um, John Wick Chapter 2 is one of my favorite movies. Just because okay. it's nice to see Keanu Reeves back and forth. That was with um, Keanu Reeves? Yeah. Uh, dude, are you serious? I, I didn't know. A lot of people in his life has died. He's had a really hard time. Oh, that's rough. Okay, we're going to skip past that. Next yeah, one. Yeah, <laughs> it's sad. Um, Guardians of the Galaxy 2. Ooh, good choice. Good choice. I yeah. like that. I like that. One of the funnest movies. It was pretty fun. I can't argue. Yeah. Yeah. And then what's number, uh, what's number three, King Arthur: Legend of the Sword. What is that even? I think you're making that up. No, dude. It came out this year. It was actually a really cool, interesting movie of King Arthur and all that kind of stuff. I just love how they did it. Okay. It's just okay. fantastic. It's such a good movie. I've seen it twice in a row, same day. I think that my top three is going to just destroy your top three. Okay. I don't cool. even watch movies. It's Are you probably going to be. Yep. Go Are for you ready, it. Bro? Number yeah. one, Lego Batman. Uh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Dude, that movie is fucking Are amazing. you going to argue? I don't hear any no. arguments. Lego Batman. No, no, funny, hilarious, animation 10 out of 10. You can see the details and the bricks. It's dumb. Like, amazing. Amazing, amazing. So good. Right? Number two, Get Out. I haven't seen it. Yo, threw me for a loop. Like, I loved everything about that movie. It was suspenseful, it was fun. I guess fun is a poor term to use, but yeah, like, but really flipped story. you on your head at the end on it, and just I really appreciate where that movie went. And then my third favorite has to be Spider-Man: Homecoming. Really? I love the effects. <laughs> the story was fun. I liked the way that Spider-Man was played to be that kind of younger, but still kind of unruly. And I liked like the friend, like the way everything went story-wise. And that I was a big fan. So. It, yeah, me. it was just it, it, it was just a typical Marvel movie. It was fun and enjoying, but yeah. it's not a movie I'm gonna like watch like from three years from now. Like I'm gonna I'm gonna maybe pop it in five years from now, but that's, seeing it once. That's fair enough. But that's that's gotta but, be my top three. So top three okay. movies from Fred Sup. Got it. <sighs> How's it going everybody? This is Chris from Fireside Comics and I wanna say thank you to everybody at Cinema Seven. They've been a real help to us throughout 217 and I love collaborating with them and look forward to doing more with them in the future. But for now, you guys are here to hear our top picks for the year of 2017. 
Uh, just to let you know, there are a few of us that work on Fireside Comics. There's myself and there's my buddies Austin and Bruce. So before I take up too much of your time, I'll just go ahead and rattle off our top picks of the year. And I'll start with Bruce. His top pick for the year is The Boss Baby. And he says that he picks this with no shame and that if you don't like this movie, you either haven't seen it or have no heart. His second pick for top three of the year is Ingrid Goes West. Says it's got a wild premise about cyber-stalking, mental illness, and social media presence today. And he also says it's possibly the most relevant film of the year concerning our current culture. His last pick for top three of the year is The Holy Mountain. Now, he does want to point out that this one did come out in the 70s, but he saw it for the first time this year, and it blew his mind. Austin's top picks are Thor Ragnarok, Star Wars The Last Jedi, and Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. He also, for a minute, had Bright on this list, so I figured I'd throw that out there as a notable mention for Austin. That's Bright, the new Will Smith movie on Netflix, and so that's Austin's picks. And for my top picks, I'm going to have to say Get Out, hands down my favorite movie of the year, I think the best movie of the year. Right after that, I'm going to say War for the Planet of the Apes, fantastic film. And lastly, Thor Ragnarok. There was a lot of good comic book movies this year, including Logan, Spider-Man Homecoming, you know, a couple of others, but Thor Ragnarok just all around was a quality good film, and I had so much fun watching it and can't wait to see it again because I am a massive fan of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, as everybody should be. So, like I said, I want to say thank you to Cinema 7 for having us on and letting us get our top picks out to you guys, the fans. And if you're interested in hearing anything... Feel free to check us out at Fireside Comics uh, or, you know, just look for us to pop up on Cinema 7 every now and then. It's always good times and uh, we want to thank them one more time. Everybody have a great new year and thanks again for having us. Hey, Shaw dudes, it's Josh here. Uh, we're just doing a little like reunion cast here, like how the friends do every 40 years because those fuckers ain't dead. All right, here we go. So for my top three movies of the year, uh, number three is going to be uh, John Wick Chapter 2. Sorry, my little man Keanu Reeves right there. A fun fact, if you face swap his face with the guy who plays Kylo Ren, they're the same character. All I'm saying is, if you haven't seen them in the same room together, it doesn't mean they're alike. Hey, okay, number two, we got Baby Driver. Now, a serious note, the soundtrack for this is awesome. I got it on vinyl. It's by the guy who's got Pilgrim, so already, you know, 10 out of 10. It's a pretty cool movie. It basically proved that Fast and Furious sucks and this movie's better. And number one is going to be a movie where um, it's been a while, basically, where I've been in a movie theater where people have literally walked out, not because it was bad, but because they were appalled at what they were seeing. And that is Mother, because I haven't had an environment like that where, like, three or four mobile scooters in front of me where it's pitch black, you see little lights on the ground, and they're just scooting out of there when when a, a spoiler alert here, when a baby's neck breaks open. Which I thought was kind of a uh, kind of graphic. It was one of the movies where I like no pun intended had my jaw to the floor. I actually covered my mouth a lot, and people in the theater were gasping. Which it's it's kind of a a really cool thing to do that. And I feel like if you have like an, a theater that plays like Rocky Horror Midnight shows once a week, that this movie is going to be a cult classic for sure. And they're going to be playing it a lot. It's going to be like uh, Willem Dafoe's Antichrist, all that, where it's it's so screwed up, but it's it's done in a very artful and tasteful way i guess you can say so i mean there's that plus jennifer lawrence gets beat up 
I mean, that's that's like honestly, like, you could have sold me in that commercial. The commercial could have been like mother. Jennifer Lawrence gets beat up. Rated R. I would have watched it. I would pay 15 bucks to see it in 3D. I motion seats too. I don't care. But uh, yeah, that's my top three of the year. Uh, I'm gonna end it on a Josh joke, and that is, what did Cinderella say when she got to the ball? He said, "Ugh." All right. See you guys next year. <laughs> Let me just start by saying this is the man that saw Resident Evil Final Chapter in 3D twice. <laughs> <laughs> I think his list is very predictable. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> um, I, I I have one thing, and I don't think Mother's going to become a cult classic. Because <laughs> it's not very good. Uh, thank you, everybody, uh, for submitting your top three. Um, hope you're pleased by uh, our, our shout-out to you. And thank you for everyone that has helped us with the podcast in 2017 and sent us a recording. We appreciate you. Uh, and Josh, you know, uh, like John said, we uh, kind of expected that top three. Uh, <laughs> so let's take it off with our top three. The top three, three. I'll go first, I guess. Or do you want? Yeah, actually, how do we do this? Yeah, I'll go let's first. Get, let's get it out of the way. I'm going first. No, I'll go first. Okay. okay. So number three is for me is uh, your your name. Your name. Uh, I'm not a big, well, I'm not super into anime like John and and Hawk are, and you know, especially John's brother Nick. They're they're real big into anime, and they watch all kinds of different anime. I have to find a certain anime I like. I, it's got to be action oriented, or or you know, some some kind of weird plot that interests me for me to give it a chance. And I I tried to watch Clannad. I wasn't really into the Clannad into Clannad and and this type of drama anime. You know, I'm not really into, but your name like really surprised me of how much I really enjoyed it and liked it. Plus, I got the salt in in theaters when it came out over here. And I know it kind of came out last year, but for a U.S. release, it came out this year or 2017. So that's why your name is number three. And I thought it was that good. It's number three on my top ten. John. Number three on my top ten is The Greatest Showman. I think uh, Hugh Jackman is uh, gifted in terms of musicals. Uh, Zac Efron's obviously good. I think if you, I I'm not gonna say, I'm not gonna say people are wrong for thinking that the movie is completely inaccurate in terms of uh, showcasing P.T. Barnum's life, but there's a lot of things that historians believe might not have happened with him. They don't believe he actually said a sucker's born every minute. Uh, obviously, he wanted to make money, but I don't think you can take away from somebody who does so much for the entertainment business in uh, America in general, because uh, he's responsible for opera being popular in the U.S. He's responsible for circuses. Clearly, he loved to make people you know, happy while making money, so I don't think it's completely inaccurate. I think uh, the critics... Just can't get past Wrestling. that and appreciate it for what it is. I feel like he kind of yeah. opened the door to that too. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, he did he did a lot for you know just one man's lifetime, and I think this movie does a great job showcasing the creative mind behind it all. Even if you're not focusing on the greed, that's not what the movie's about. It's a lighthearted musical, and the soundtrack is fantastic. I would say that's kind of like the same thing with, with what Chris Hawk was saying, like the art. And then, then the art separate art from the artist or whatever. Like his what he did 
versus who he was type of thing. If exactly. It's true. I mean, there's, there's, yeah, there's a lot more too about him that you know people don't really ever consider. It's also in terms of his political views. It's also a movie. It's not like they're saying this movie is completely fact. Chris Hogg, what's your number three? My number three is the Last Jedi. I honestly thought this was the, one of the best theater experiences this year. It would have been number one if I hadn't seen it twice. I honestly, seeing it twice actually lowered my opinion of it. So, Last Jedi, number three. You know what's weird? As I, I want to mention this real quick. Everyone I've talked to, right? Now, if I, I've, because I've, I've asked people to give me their opinion on The Last Jedi at work or, you know, online or wherever, but, you know, I'm friends with. And people who saw it the first time who really liked it were down, were more lower on it the second time they saw it. And people who have seemed to, were the, you know, who were lower on it the first time seemed to be a little higher on it the second time they saw it. I, I, I just thought that was a, unless it's me, unless it's John who, you know, he's John, but I, I, <laughs> there's no blue lady in there. So you, you understand. Um, I don't know. I, I, it's just that cool dynamic, not cool, but interesting. It's an interesting dynamic about that whole thing about first take versus second take for different sides of the spectrum. Uh, but my number two, my number two movie of the year is uh, Logan. I thought this movie was, it had everything. This movie had action, it had drama, it made you feel emotional. You know, it, it, the acting was phenomenal, in my opinion, from everything. I mean, the, the only thing you could say was Rush was maybe the ending and, you know, seeing the, all the drones fly over because that was a little ridiculous. But, you know, in our, in our own world, drones are becoming a thing. So, even though I thought the drones were ridiculous, uh, you get what I'm saying with the drones. But it, I just thought this movie was excellent from top to bottom. I, I kept switching it from number one to number two off and on, and I, I still don't even not even sure if it's number two or number one. But Logan, right now, I'm gonna say is number two for right now. John, what's your number two? My number two is John Wick two. Oh snap! I uh. I disagree with Chris Hawk's uh, assessment of it, but I understand where he's coming from. But I think uh, the nature of John Wick is to be ridiculous with tons and tons of uh, gun you know, scenes and combat, which I think the concert scene was uh, fantastic in John Wick 2. And then the, ex- the expansion of the world is just... There's so much you could let, like left to see. And they did so much expanding there. I just think it does a great job of doing that. So that's my number two. My number two is Your Name. Uh, your Name had everything that I loved in a Chris Hawk movie. It has natural disasters. It has some form of time travel. It has romance. And it has... It's animated. Honestly, this might be, be my new favorite animated uh, anime movie. Well, here we go. Number one. Let's get it over with, Mario. Uh, finish, <laughs> number finish one, me. War for the Planet of the Apes. I think you all knew uh, and saw that coming. What? <laughs> I have uh, an utter shock. <laughs> uh, yeah, I just, as a Planet of the Apes fan, I think that they took care of this franchise with this new trilogy. Um, you know, you could basically split them off into two timelines, in a way. It just, or, you know, not even, you could, well, you can say it's, this can split off into two timelines, or you can say this is actually what kind of leads into 
what becomes of the world, you know? But I I thought it was really I don't know. It just it was the best movie in my opinion. The, the acting uh it this is another movie that had everything. Like that it didn't have action all that much, but when it did, it was subtle and it was intense. Like it it was like you, you know what I mean, you wanted the character to make it out. You wanted Caesar to live. You wanted him to free the monkeys. You wanted uh, you wanted to see the bad guys fall. But then you also felt for the bad guys because you understood their emotions behind what they were doing and why they felt that way. And every it just it was a complete movie for me. And the storytelling throughout from beginning to end was excellent. Um, there are some moments that felt rushed to me, but uh, everything else was just so great. I I just couldn't focus on those negatives i guess uh john what's your number one movie of the year uh just before i say it i'm gonna be honest i thought it didn't make your list <laughs> you're full of crap there i uh my my number one is i mean you guys have made it your two and three it's it's your name uh it's just a fantastic anime movie i really like animes uh, you guys touched all over why it's so good and um I recently watched uh, the other movie that came out at the same time your name did that a lot of people say is better, and that's A Silent Voice. Uh, that movie is fantastic as well, but the sheer, uh, just the animation, the soundtrack, and all the little things that make your name great just aren't quite as honed in in A Silent Voice, so I, I clearly think it deserves to be considered way better than that one, even though some people argue it's not, and I think that's just because of mainstream popularity. Is why they're saying... Uh... The other one. It's because it's like, you know, it wasn't recognized. Yeah, yeah, so everybody's like, oh, this is yeah. better. Yeah, exactly, okay. but if you if you watch the two, you can clearly see there's a production, like, jump between the mm-hmm. two. Not to take away, it's great. You guys want to take any guesses what my number one is? Um, did you already say Wind River? Yeah, I I don't know. I'm I'm lost. My uh, number one movie is Get Out. Oh. I I saw this movie in January, and I think I fell in love with it instantly. Um, every scene in this movie is like a foreshadowing for the future scenes. It's so clever, so funny. Uh, it subverts tropes. It um, it's just a very good dec- uh, directorial debut from uh. Peele? Jordan Peele. Jordan, Jordan, Jordan Peele. Peele. I'm, I'm just making sure. Uh, I just I love the main character, Daniel Kaluuya. I thought he did spectacular. Um, taking something harmless, you know, meeting your girlfriend's parents and adding everything to it that can go wrong, and it just gets out of hand. I I think this might be the perfect movie of the year. Uh, I couldn't I couldn't find anything wrong with it. Um, just hundred percent all around for everyone. Everything about this movie. Should should we go down the list then to rename everything or from our top ten? You want to? Uh, so, um, Chris, I'll give us a quick rundown of your top ten again, real quick. Starting from ten, I have The Shape of Water. Nine, The Big Sick. Eight, Silence. Seven, Spider Man Homecoming. Six, Baby Driver. Five, It. Four, Wind River. Three, Last Jedi. Two, Your Name. And one. It out. Uh, my top 10 for 2017 was 10, Wonder Woman, 9, The Founder, 8, It, enough said, uh, 7, Get Out, 6, John Wick 2, 
Uh, five, what happened to Monday? Four, Logan Lucky. Uh, three, your name. Two, Logan. And one, War for the Planet of the Apes. Uh, John. Uh, starting from 10, we have Jumanji. Welcome to the Jungle. Spider-Man Homecoming at 9. Lego Batman 8. It at 7. Enough said. Uh, 6, <laughs> Wonder Woman. 5, Coco. 4, Is Logan. 3, Greatest Showman. 2, John Wick 2. And 1, Your Name. So those were our lists for the year. We talked about our favorite games. We talked about what was our uh, probably our favorite game out of the year out of the ones we mentioned. Uh, we talked about our favorite TV shows. Uh, we talked about some of our favorite movie moments, our, the movies that let us down, uh, that we felt were kind of disappointed us. Uh, we, we mentioned uh, movies that could make the cut if... They were a little bit better, I guess, but they were honorable of a mention, if that makes sense. They're, they're on the bench. They're waiting to come in. They're they're still good, I guess. Um, we talked about uh, what movies we wanted to see, and we gave you guys our top 10 movies of 2017. Uh, let us know your top movies. If you uh, weren't some of the ones that uh, gave us a list or whatever, just comment on on this on SoundCloud because there's a comment section there on SoundCloud or a comment on Facebook when we post it or when we ask the question on Twitter um, stuff like that uh, speaking of Twitter and Facebook uh, John where can you find us on social media Twitter and Facebook <laughs> what's our Got what's him. our tag handles <laughs> uh, cinema 7 underscore podcast I think yes I never remember there's an underscore in there that's the Twitter handle and uh, Cinema 7 Podcast on Facebook, I believe. Yeah, it's well, it's just Cinema 7, but I think if you type in podcast, it would come up. You'll find yeah, it. you'll find it. And we're on Instagram at uh, Cinema 7 underscore podcast. Yeah, we're on Patreon, too. You know, if you ever want to contribute a dollar, we'll mention you on every podcast like we do so uh, now. Uh, thanks to Mario's mom for contributing at one time. Thanks, Mario. Thanks, Chris Hawk. Thanks, myself. And thanks, Joey Hill. Uh, surprisingly. Thank you. John, did you want to mention the uh, Patreon thing? Or I think if they look us up on social media, they'll they'll see what we're talking about, how we lowered yeah, the you'll clearly yeah, we lowered yeah. tier prices and all that. Chris Hawk, do you want to mention our sponsor, Audible, our partnership with uh, Audible.com? Audible. So, yes, we have a sponsor with Audible.com. Uh, Audible trial slash... C7 pod. Uh, with that, you can have a 30 month, 30 day, free month, 30 months, 30 <laughs> day free month trial. And that is so you can listen to any book you want for a full, any books, any amount of books you want for a full month. Uh, you can listen to spectacular books like Harry Potter, or you can listen to spectacular books by Star Wars authors. It's just any book you can think of for a full free month. And that's on us. That's on C7 Pod. Do it. It's great. Uh, we get feedback when you guys do it. And it just tells us that we're doing something right, that we're reaching out to you. So, Audible, trial, slash C7 Pod. Check it out, y'all. 
it's i just want to correct chris hawk real quick uh audibletrial.com slash no dot coms in there do you know dot coms <laughs> uh you guys excited for 2018 or anything like that uh, or is it uh, just like 2016 uh, you're just like no, oh, no, 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 no. another year infinity war okay infinity war true Another movie Chris Hawk and I can disagree on. <laughs> it's gonna be amazing. I think you you guys both had Spider Man on your lists, right? And your name. True. Reluctantly. I mean, hey, let's be honest. Uh we knew that Spider Man was gonna be on Chris Hawk's list. Uh I'm excited. Predator comes out in two thousand eighteen and uh what else comes out in two thousand eighteen? Aquaman, right? Doesn't Aquaman come out this year? Uh probably the movie I'm most excited for, and that's uh the Black Panther. That's right. Black Panther comes out in February. Uh, Paddington 2. John, so you better watch the first one. It's going to be a long year. <laughs> as long as this episode. Uh, I don't think anything can be as long as this episode. Well, look, this is an extravaganza, okay? This is our WrestleMania. <laughs> this is our this is... World Series. It's our Daytona 500 because it kicks Daytona. off the year. Daytona 500, huh? Uh, Chris Lock. I think that's all we got. So, uh, hope you guys enjoyed the episode. Uh, follow us on social media. Make sure to listen to us on SoundCloud, Google Play, Apple iTunes, Podcast, Apple Podcasts, whatever it is. Um, and if you subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, you get the episodes all downloaded to you. Same as Google Play. Uh, review us on Apple Podcasts. Uh, give us a rating and a review. Just, it's nice. We appreciate it. Five stars would be awesome. But you know what? Feel free to rate us however you feel fit. But five stars are nice. Yeah, but five stars are... Let me say it again. Five stars are really nice. Just Real saying. nice. It's nice to be Real important, nice. but remember, it's important to be nice, and it's nice to give you five stars. Just saying. So, Chris Hawk, take it away with the classic Cinema 7 Chris Hawk send-off. So, we at Cinema 7 want to wish you a Happy New Year for 2017 good riddance 2017 you kind of sucked but for some people you were kind of good maybe we all can choose to be a little bit better next year you know we could choose to be more positive make everyone's life a whole lot easier maybe that should be a resolution for everyone yeah i, I do want to say like if you dislike the last jedi that's cool if you like the last jedi that's cool don't make fun of each other find a common ground and discuss the movie yeah for your 2017 resolutions, don't be a dick. Just be nice. Just be nice to Just everyone. Be nice. Give us five stars. That's nice too. Compliments rule the world. And five stars. As always. As, as always. <laughs> from us at Cinema 7. We want to thank you for listening with us. We want to thank you for watching with us. We want to thank you for exploring with us. 2007.
Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Podcast.